Predict, pick, and prevail in your fantasy football leagues with Nick Giacobbe and Nick Cap. From breakouts to busts, superstars to sleepers, these are the guys that will help you achieve fantasy glory. This is the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 33 of the Primetime Fantasy Podcast, where we give our predictions, our picks, with the hopes that we help you prevail in Week 5 and the rest of the 2022 Fantasy Football Season. I'm your host, Nick Giacobbe. Joining me is Nick Cap. Nick, we have a lot to talk about today. Oh yeah, a lot of injuries, a lot of lot of us booms, a lot of busts, and a uh, lot lot of good matchups this week. A lot it's gonna of be fun. It's gonna be fun. Our Friday episode is always a lot of fun. It's probably our longest of the week. We give you your injury and news review, basically everything that's happened over the past few days. Players that could play this weekend can't play this weekend. We give you our all boom and all bust teams, basically players that we think are gonna boom or bust. Um, but two or three for each position. Then we end the show with our flex on them segment. We give you one player from each team that we think would be a good flex play. We debate one from each uh, from each team that's facing off in their game. So we try to cover basically every flex play, every position that you could be playing this weekend to give you the, the best options when it comes to your fantasy football matchups. If this is your first time listening to us, thank you so much. If you're listening on an audio streaming platform, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or Google Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and a review. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a download. We'd appreciate all of that. We do the show on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays on all audio streaming platforms. We also do it on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. If you're watching this video, drop a like. Drop a like on any video that you do watch. We appreciate that. Our fifth show is Sundays. Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Every Sunday, we're doing it for week five, and we're excited for it. We got an hour to answer your fantasy football questions right before the, the, the Giants take on the Packers up in London. So join us at 8.30. Ask us all your fantasy football questions. Start sits. Trade uh, options or you know trades that you want to make or don't want to make. Um, boom busts. Ask us any fantasy questions. We'd love to answer them from 8.30 to 9.30 this Sunday. We'll go a little bit longer if you guys want, but... Everybody was kind of tapped out at 9.30 and getting ready for the football game last Sunday, so I assume we're only going to go about 8.30 to 9.30. Um, that's on our YouTube, Facebook, and our Twitter. Um, our YouTube, Facebook is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Twitter is Primetime FF Pod, same as our Instagram and TikTok. Let's start off with some injury updates and some news. Here's how we're going to do things. Just going to go down each team that has an injury, um, an injured player at least, and we'll give you the update. If they're out this Sunday, we'll talk about that a little bit more. If not, we're going to... Um, glaze by them a little bit i do want to mention we're recording uh thursday night right before thursday night football at about seven o'clock so this is the most up-to-date news that we could bring you for the giants in london everybody's injured that's the bottom line uh i don't even have daniel jones here but he was limited uh richie james ankle limited Kadarius tony hamstring didn't practice wandell robinson knee limited Kenny Galladay need didn't practice. I'm shocked that Saquon Barkley isn't up there. Apparently he's given all the injury juju to the rest of his teammates. Oh yeah. He just, he chose to share the love right over there. Um, in my opinion, none of these guys are playable. I, I just wouldn't play any of these receivers. I'm noting it for you guys, but I personally would not play um, any of them. I completely agree. For the Packers, Alan Lazard has an ankle injury. He's limited. He's been limited with an ankle injury for the past like three weeks, um, but he's practiced and he should play. For the Seahawks, I do, I do have Rashad Penny listed here. I, I couldn't figure out if he practiced today or not. He didn't practice yesterday. Um, the injury was, I believe it was the chest, no, uh, shoulder. He didn't practice Wednesday. I don't have an injury, an injury update for Thursday, but that's something to monitor. For the Saints, Alvin Kamara, ribs, practice Thursday and Wednesday, looks to make his return uh, for week five. Michael Thomas at the toe didn't practice on Thursday and Wednesday. Looks like he's not going to play against the Seahawks. Jameis Winston with the back injury didn't practice Thursday or Wednesday. Looks like Andy Dalton's going to start uh, Sunday against the Seahawks. Great matchup for him and uh, and those receivers not named Michael Thomas. For the Steelers, Deontay Johnson has a hip injury limited Thursday. I believe he told reporters that he's good to go or something. He's a little nicked up after the last game, so he'll be good to go. For the Bills, Isaiah McKenzie is in concussion protocol. I believe he cleared it because he did have a limited practice on Thursday, mm -hmm. but I believe he wore the red non-contact jersey. So he's not in the clear yet, but it seems like he will play Sunday against these Steelers. Dawson Knox, however, has a foot and hamstring injury, did not practice Thursday and Wednesday. It does not look like he's going to play for Buffalo. For the Chargers, more hamstring injuries. Keenan Allen with a hamstring did not practice Thursday or Wednesday. I assume he's going to miss his third straight game. The hamstring is not better by now. It's not going to be better by the weekend. I'm assuming he's going to sit. 
Gerald Everett is also dealing with a hamstring injury, but he was limited on Thursday. That's promising, but watch on Friday to see if he does practice or not. That should be telling us if he's going to play or not. Joshua Palmer has an ankle injury. He was limited both Thursday and Wednesday. He should play, and he's filling in for Keenan Allen. Um, good matchup against the Browns. For the Chicago Bears, David Montgomery with his ankle and knee got his first practice in in over 10 days. I uh, didn't practice Wednesday, but did limited thir- thir- uh, did practice Thursday in a limited fashion. That sucks for Cleel Herbert owners like yours truly um, because I don't like messing around with that situation. For the Lions, this is a mess. The poor Lions, the poor, poor Lions. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday with the ankle injury. I doubt he plays. Uh, for DeAndre Swift, didn't practice with the shoulder injury Wednesday or Thursday. The plan is still for him to play uh, in week seven after the bye week six. So it looks like he will be missing two of his, uh, the games for your fantasy teams. He missed last week and this upcoming week. DJ Chark returned to practice with his ankle injury limited on Thursday. TJ Hawkinson returned to practice with a hip injury limited on Thursday. Josh Reynolds returned to practice on Wednesday or did practice Thursday with the ankle injury. He was a top 10 fantasy uh Wide receiver, if you hear that in the background, uh, Russ is very, very, very excited, and he needs to calm down. Stop the whining, buddy. Thank you. Um, Nick, which of these lines are you just giddy and excited to play against the Patriots on Sunday, knowing that Amon Ra and Swift are uh, are going to be out? I mean, it's got to be TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's been, like, phenomenal. I'm pretty sure in the last two weeks he's averaging, like, 30 fantasy points. I know most of it's from last week, but oh, I he's know been he had, like, 50 beast. last week. Yeah, I think he had 40 last week, and you actually have it right in front of me. He had 40 points last week and 12 the week before, has three touchdowns. Like, that's phenomenal stats from him. 12 targets, missing those receiving options as the number one. It's phenomenal, and it's a great matchup against uh, against the Patriots, who haven't been good to the tight end position. All right. Moving on to the Patriots, actually. Um, Mac Jones ankle is aiming for a week six return. Does not look, look like he's going to play this week. Brian Hoyer is now on the IR with a concussion. Must be a pretty bad one, but don't worry. It's not as bad as two was who is not on the IR and magically recovered from that first one. So Bailey Zeppi is looking to start, uh, this Sunday against the lions. That's interesting. I think you just mean Mac, Mac Jones 2.0. Have you seen the picture of what he looks like? No. It, it's literally just Mac Jones. It's it's Mac Jones. Let me see if I can find a picture real quick to pull All up. All right. You got to text it to me. Jacoby Myers' ankle was limited on Thursday and Wednesday. Looks like he's going to play. And it sucks because Jacoby Myers looked really good week two, and I was going to put him on my uh, all-boom team for week three, I think, but again, didn't play, and then Mac Jones is hurt. Mess, mess, mess. The Miami Dolphins, Jalen Waddle with the groin injury practice on Thursday. Didn't practice Wednesday. He should be good to go. Tyree Kill with a quad injury was limited on Thursday, full on Wednesday. I think this was a rest day or maybe a limited day. I don't think he re-aggravated it or something like that. For the Jets, Zach Wilson was limited on Wednesday and Thursday with an ankle injury. He should be good to go. Brees Hall with a knee injury limited on Thursday and Wednesday should be good to go. Falcons, uh, Kyle Pitts, hamstring injury, didn't practice Thursday or Wednesday. I'm seeing a lot of funny tweets about Kyle Pitts, and, and my favorite trend is basically – Still start Kyle Pitts, even if he's out, because he's going to score the same amount of points uh, with him in or out in the game. Uh, this is a problem. Hamstring injuries linger. I don't see Kyle Pitts practicing tomorrow, and even if he does, I'm not super-duper pumped to play Kyle Pitts against the Bucks. So for you Kyle Pitts owners, like you are leading the charge for bust of the year at this point, I think. Uh, there's a couple of running backs, I think, they are right up there, but Kyle Pitts, I think, right up there for bust of the year. For the Bucs, um, they are getting healthy. Brady didn't practice on Wednesday. I noted it yesterday. Made a pretty mean comment to Brady, but that's okay. You owe him an apology. I do owe him an apology. So, you know, he should apologize to me for not playing well in fantasy. So there you go. Um, We'll mutually apologize to each other considering he's a great matchup against the Falcons and should play really, really well. Almost became my boom of the week, by the way. Uh, shoulder and finger injury. He practiced Thursday. Confirmed he's going to start. I would have been shocked if he sat. Chris Godwin with a knee practice Thursday and Wednesday. Looks like he's good to go. I'm not mentioning the other receivers because they're not playable, just being honest with you. For the for the commanders, Brian Robinson has, has a brand new metal leg at this point because he's practicing. Um, I'm shocked, but good for him. Jahan Dotson, however, did not practice with a hamstring injury. He's probably going to be out. Uh, I think he returns next week or the week after. Curtis Samuel had an illness on Thursday and Wednesday. Not sure if it's COVID or the flu or something, but he has not practiced. Um, he could still play. We saw Josh Jacobs play, I think, two or three weeks ago with an illness. Um, he didn't practice, and he flew out the Saturday. 
For the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb with a groin injury did not practice Thursday, but told reporters he's fine, thinking maybe a little bit of a rest day. He has a great matchup, great, great matchup coming up on Sunday. For Dak Prescott, uh, with a thumb, isn't fully ready. Looks like he'll be good to go maybe the next week or the week after, assuming Cooper Rush hasn't won Jerry Jones over. For the Cardinals, uh, Marquise Brown with a foot injury was limited on Thursday. Didn't practice Wednesday, uh, kind of the same situation as last week, and he's had a phenomenal last two weeks. Bad matchup this week, but should be on the field. For the Bengals, T. Higgins has been limited with an ankle injury Thursday and Wednesday. Should be good to go for Thursday night football. For the Ravens, J.K. Dobbins with his chest practice full on Thursday. Didn't practice Wednesday. He'll be fine. And Rashad Bateman did not practice with the foot on Thursday and Wednesday. I don't think he plays. That was a lot. Um, Nick's going to talk first for the all-boom team because I just spoke for eight minutes and you probably don't want to hear my voice. All-boom teams. Um, Nick, if you want to talk about your quarterback first or if you want to describe how you kind of chose this all-boom team or what you define as a boom, that's totally okay. But I'm going to let you speak because I uh, I need a drink of water. I need a timeout. <laughs> I'll go straight and I'll go with my quarterback to start. So, Nick, have you ever seen like those TikToks where – where like the guy gets, you know, his heart broken and he's sitting in the locker room and he's like, you know, he's bumping his head. Oh boy. That's t- going to be Tom Brady in Tampa. Hosting almost my boom of the week. The Atlanta Falcons. Almost my boom of the week. I know really Brady hasn't been great for fantasy, but his whole team has been injured. Guess what? His receivers healthy. Chris Godwin looked great. Got 10 targets. Mike Evans looked like an all pro last week. The defense didn't look great, but the offense sure did. And now he gets Atlanta. You could book this right now. Tom Brady's going for 400 yards and three or four touchdowns. Like, like it's a give me that he's going to do put up a stat line like that at a fantasy day like that. So, you have Brady in your lineup. Play him against Atlanta. There's no reason to bench him. I'm playing Brady over Kyler. I want no part of Kyler against the Eagles. Um, I almost picked Brady for my all boom team, but I did not because I'm I'm going a bit ballsy. I've gotten a couple comments that. Uh, you know, I, I've taken a, bit, a little bit of gimme's for the all boom team at times. I've got one or two gimme's on here, but this is not a gimme. But I'm, I'm <laughs> listen, listen, I'm going with my guy who has uh great taste in women. Uh, Zach Wilson facing off against the Dolphins, who have allowed the third most fantasy points to fantasy quarterbacks. Last week, Zach Wilson was ranked 11th on week four. Uh, that's behind guys like Geno Smith and Jared Goff, who I don't think it's going to be in the top 10 every week. Um, and he had 18 fantasy points. He looked good against the Steelers. And I don't, I don't think the Steelers' defense is any better or worse than the Dolphins' defense. The Jets are at home. Jets are playing with um, – I mean, the Dolphins are playing without Tua. But to what I'm hearing, you know, Teddy is not a backup technically, uh, which he really isn't. But anyway, my point being, this could be a defining game for Zach Wilson. Um, as long as the ankle is not too bad, uh, if he's going to go out there and throw the ball a lot, I think this could be a really good game for Zach Wilson. He has the matchup. Um, I do like the crap on Jets. I'm notorious for it, but I'm not crapping on Zach. I'm, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt where I haven't seen him enough. And he looked good last week. Um, I mean, he, he's dealt with injury after injury and in a pretty bad team around him. But now his, his receivers are healthy. Two pretty good running backs. Good matchup at home. Let's see what you got, Zach. I'm, 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 I'm banking on you with my prediction. So yeah, up, Nick, Nick knows Nick, Nick knows how I am with Jets. Like if I pick you and then you fail me, like I'm just never touching you again. That's just how I am. So anyway, we'll see how it goes. Who's your first receiver you got on your all boom team? Nick riled me up about this player on Monday. So I'm going to, I'm going to double down about him. I don't remember who it was. So Clyde Edwards. Elam. I said your first, did I say running back or receiver? I thought did I you said say re- receiver. Yeah. Let's well, go running backs. I, my, my eyes read receiver but i may have said running back just go with the rest we know it now so let's go with the running backs yeah we'll go, go with the running back way. i have clyde edwards alary he's the current rb4 on the year he's been an absolute machine so far this season uh last week he had his career high in carries and rushing yards against tampa bay kansas city is continuing to find new ways to destroy elite defenses and there is no reason that clyde should not be an all boom every single week his lowest game of the season so far, 14.9 points, and that was with zero rushing yards. What does that tell me? Clyde Edwards is still finding other ways to be efficient, and the Chiefs are going to consistently find ways to use him. He is currently the RB4, as I previously mentioned. And this week, who does he get? But your Las Vegas Raiders, who have been absolutely horrendous to the running back position. Uh, the Chiefs putting up a ton of points in the board. There's always going to be upside for Clyde to score. Um, without touchdowns this year. So this was a big stat that I saw, which is why I'm really buying into Clyde this year. Without the touchdowns, and he's seen five so far this year, 
he's still averaging 12 fantasy points per game. So he's still putting up dominant numbers and productive fantasy numbers without finding the end zone, but he is consistently finding the end zone in the number one offense in football. You have to play Clyde. You don't have to debate if he's a start set anymore. He's a must start every single week, regardless of matchup. I see a smirk. I don't want to know why. Can you hear my dog drinking? No, I can't. I don't think he's drank at all today. I'm pretty sure he hasn't. And now he decides to drink his water. Thanks, bud. You're just, you're the best, man. You're the best, Russ. I love you. He's drinking the entire bowl. Anyway, my first running back. Uh, I want to comment on Clyde for one second. Uh, it's one of my favorite trends on fantasy football Twitter. You're either in on Clyde or you're not. And it's, it's kind of fun to look at. My first running back is James Robinson. Great matchup against those Texans who have allowed the most fantasy points to running backs. I'm just picking at the Texans every week. I almost put Eckler on it last week, but I thought it was too easy of a matchup. But Eckler went out and scored like three touchdowns. Uh, the Texans have given up an average of like 27 or 28 fantasy points to running backs or something like that. Uh, the last time he faced Houston was last year, I think week 15, 16. He scored 17 fantasy points. This is a slam dunk matchup. I think uh, Travis Etienne has some value as well, but James Robinson uh, for sure. Russ, down. <laughs> Come on, bud. You can't even wait till I'm not talking. Anyway, uh, James Robinson, big running back play this week. Who do you got as your second running back? I am going with Devin Singletary. Buffalo is beginning a lot more to lean on the running game. In the last two games, he has 20 rushing attempts and 16 targets out of the backfield. This week, they play against Pittsburgh, who's currently ranked 25th to opposing fantasy running backs, which is another great matchup, another great opportunity for him. I would honestly expect him to finish somewhere inside of the top 15 this week. Great matchup, looking a lot more towards the running game, targeting him a lot in the passing game. It's a perfect formula for him to succeed, and he's doing well with his production so far. There's no reason to shy away from a good matchup um, with a running back that has a history of being a little inconsistent, but he's starting to find his way and starting to smoothen out those little hiccups and bumps over the last two years. For my second is a little bit of a conundrum here because I want whatever Bears running back is starting against the Vikings, and we kind of don't know that yet. So here's why. The Vikings have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Um, they allowed a lot to the Packers running backs week one. They allowed uh, Miles Sanders. Like, this is a good running back matchup. I just can't tell you right now which one it's going to be. And that kind of makes it tough. I, I would love for it to be Khalil Herbert uh, for my own personal reasons. However, if you have Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery, whichever one is starting on Sunday, I would play that one. Um, and, and honestly, I think I'm going to lean towards Khalil Herbert, even if he's not starting. He's looked like the better back. He could get more work if, if Dave Montgomery's a little bit banged up. Um, I think they're both kind of startable at the moment. They have to run through the running backs to really compete in this game. So I would go with one of those Bears running backs. Who's your first wide receiver boom of the week? Here I got Christian Kirk. He is currently the wide receiver 10 on the year. But more impressively, he's averaging nine targets per game. We knew he'd get a lot of volume, but he's consistently getting volume. Um, Last week, he had a bad week, 8.3, only two catches. But even in that game against Darius Slay and the well, the phenomenal Eagles defense, the horrendous matchup that receivers have, he still managed to find nine targets, which means regardless of who the matchup is, Trevor Lawrence is always going to look and throw his way in tough situations. Nine targets per game, averaging 18 fantasy points, including last week's awful game. He's playing Houston this week, who's actually been pretty good against wide receivers but they're not going to be good when Christian Kirk gets 10 to 12 targets in this matchup. So you got to start Christian Kirk. Don't, don't shy away from a, a bad matchup against Darius Slay and look to play him in a superstar opportunity. This is a good, that's a good pick. My first one is CeeDee Lamb. Um, he has faces the Rams, so have allowed the third most fantasy points, two wide receivers. This is not lockdown city. This isn't the best defense in the league. This is the Rams defense is not great. I'm pretty sure they've allowed a receiver, at least one receiver, on the opposing team to have 10 plus fantasy points in each of their first four matchups. I could be wrong on that. Um, I'm going off my head on that one. With that said, for CD Lamb, though, his points have increased in the past three weeks. Uh, with Cooper Rush, week two, he had 15 fantasy points. In weeks three and four, he had 20 plus. I think one was 21 and one was 20. So Cooper Rush is looking good. CD's looking good. There's no reason to phase CD Lamb or these Cowboys. I'm going to go all in on them. Um, CD should have a great game with a great matchup. Your second wide receiver, who do you got? I've shied away from him a lot, but is it my DJ God, Moore? It's, 
No, it's not DJ Moore. It's it. I thought about doing DJ Moore, but I I can't I can't do. Did it. Did you actually? Um, I thought about doing him on my old bus, but I didn't want to just be okay. and keep down to that. Um, it, it's Terry McLaurin's time to shine. This week, his wide receivers, his partners in crime, they're a little bit dinged up, um, and McLaurin appears to be the only healthy, good, or stable receiving option on the team. This week, this past week, he came up in a rough da- uh, matchup against Dallas. Someone that I said, I said, I put him on my all bus team last week. He struggles against Dallas. His stats have been horrendous against Dallas. I think he only scored a grand total of seven points in his two matchups against them last year. Um, but now, who does he get? He gets the pitiful Titans secondary, who have allowed the fourth most points uh, to the wide receiver position. This this was the reason why I really saw Terry and said I have to pick him. He's currently being out-projected by Curtis Samuel. And I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but I I do think it's a little disrespectful to out-project the wide receiver one on your team by the wide receiver two. Is he the wide receiver one, though? I, I think he's so. Pay, All, he, he's paid like it, but Curtis Samuel... He got shattered by Trayvon Diggs this past week. He's being treated like it by defensive coordinators, so... Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna still assume Terry is the wide receiver one over there, and there's no one on the Titans secondary that's keeping up with him. I have an. I have a wide receiver too. Uh, I have Chris Godwin, and Godwin was probably drafted in your six to ten somewhere, wherever you're. You know, he fell in your draft, and he hasn't really produced. He's had injury after injury. He's had the ACL. He's had the hamstring. Uh, a little bit of a knee, but this is the week for Chris Godwin. This is the week to play your bucks. The Falcons have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. Atlanta has allowed two wide receivers in, in the games they faced to go over double digit points in three out of four games. Week one was Michael Thomas, Olave and Jarvis Landry. Week two, it was um, Allen Robinson and Cooper cup. Week three, it was DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Last week was the Browns. Um, and on top of this, it's a get-right game for the Bucs. You have to play all your Bucs. This is a smash game. Like, if the Bucs don't win this game by 10, 15-plus, like, then they really got some problems. But Atlanta's not on their level. This should be just a, a slaughtering at that point. Who was your first flex play in your all-boom team? I, I could have put him in the RB1 or 2 slot, but he's still being treated as a, as a flex guy. He's not being locked into lineups yet, and I just think that's a flat-out mistake as of this point. Josh Jacobs. He's shown steady improvement week over week. He's shown fantasy points going up literally every single week of the first four weeks. Uh, And last week he put up a monster stat line, 35 points, 144 yards uh, and two touchdowns. Um, And it's only his first two touchdowns of the year, but more importantly, and this was the stat that really stood out to me. It stood out to me in week three, which is why I really wanted to play him uh, week four, which is why I played him everywhere I could. Um, Week one and two, we only saw two targets. Week three, he saw five. This past week, he saw six. So they're finally realizing use your running backs in the passing game, and that is how they are moving the ball down the field. I think he's going to continue to get the workload. I'm not too worried about Hunter Renfro coming back and taking that away. I think that the way they're using Jacobs in the passing game has been efficient and has helped them move the ball down the field successfully. I, I love what they're doing with Jacobs. I think they're going to continue to do it, and his pure volume is going to catapult him if he maintains the type of workload he's getting he's going to finish the season as a top five running back he's currently the rb10 yeah i think that was his biggest knock was that he wasn't getting targets and zamir white and brandon bolden and like he's talented mm-hmm. he can catch the ball just more teams have to do that they're doing it in cincinnati with mixon and it's working out really well mm-hmm. my first flex is chris olave i love picking against the seahawks because they absolutely suck they're they're horrible like they're my team i love them but they're horrible olave is four straight weeks with 10 plus fantasy points i think he has like three or four receptions in each of those games he has two touchdowns he had a great start to the fantasy season the seahawks have allowed the uh one wide receiver to score over 14 plus each week michael thomas doesn't look like he's gonna play who's guarding olave nobody this is a great Olave matchup. You should definitely play him this week. Who's your second flex play? I don't understand why why this guy – well, I do understand it. Like, there is no bigger model for inconsistency at the wide receiver position than this player. It's the Browns wide receiver one, Amari Cooper. Um, in week two and week three, he was amazing. 24 points, 21 targets – uh, 202 yards, two touchdowns over that span, pretty much perfectly evenly split. 
Like it was literally 10, 101 in a touchdown and then 11, 101 in a touchdown. Like those are the two weeks of stat lines that he got. Um, and this past week he struggled. He had one catch against Atlanta for nine yards. Week one, three catches for 17 yards against uh, Carolina. So his two great games were at home. His two bad games were on the road. What does he have this week? At home, Chargers, who have allowed the 10th most points to the wide receiver position. But more importantly, they have a lot of of points to the wide receiver one. In week one, Devontae Adams, we all remember that game. He had, I believe, 14 or 17 targets and had a monster stat line. Week two, Juju, best game of the season. Week three, Jacksonville put up a monster stat line with Christian Kirk. And week four, they had Davis Mills and the Texans. So there's not much you could take away from that one. I do think... Off the heels of this bad game, the Browns are going to look to recover. They're going to look to play a lot better. And I think Cooper's in for another 100-yard game. I have the other chief. I have Juju Smith-Schuster, who hasn't really gotten his opportunity for a breakout game, but I think this can be it. The Vegas Raiders have allowed the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers, and each week they've allowed at least one wide receiver to go over double-digit fantasy points. It's a great opportunity for Juju to break out. There should be a lot of targets there. Um... The, the, the Raiders secondary is is easily broken down. So this could be a, a big touchdown game as well. There could be a long touchdown, you know, a 30, 40 yarder ones that have been gone to Tyree kill in the past. This could be one that goes to Juju. So I think this will be a shootout on Monday night. Um, should be a really good game. And I'm, I'm, I think Juju finally has that breakout game that you were looking for. Who's your tight end that you're booming this week? I am going with the Steelers tight end, Pat Fryermuth. We all know rookie's best friends. It is the tight end position. Last week against the Jets, the majority of his points came with Kenny Pickett, and he saw seven catches for 85 yards on the game. Outside of week three, the least amount of targets he saw in an individual game was seven. Um, In week three, he saw four, so not great, not bad um, for a tight end. And, you know, you're typically looking for high upside of scoring a touchdown. That's not the game for this. What this is the game for is Kenny Pickett to go throw the ball 60 times because they're going to be so far behind that Buffalo Bills team. The and Buffalo has been good against the tight end. There's no denying that. But with the amount of the amount of volume that Fryermuth is getting, and with Kenny Pickett, who has who looks to be more accurate than Mitch Trubisky, who will look towards the middle of the field, who will favor the tight end position. I do think Pat Fryermuth is in for a very safe floor week to week. And if he finds the end zone, he is in to be a top five uh, tight end in any of those games. I have Dallas Goddard. The Cardinals have allowed the second most fantasy points to tight ends. Dallas Goddard is a, one of the favorite targets of Jalen Hurts and, and the most explosive offense, arguably in the league. Uh, Goddard's averaging 11 points and four receptions per game. That's what you want from your tight end, you know, three, four targets, maybe even five. That, that's great. Um, so this is a chance for Goddard to get, you know, 50 yards, five targets and a touchdown opportunity. He should be a top five tight end on the week. Going to go into our week five, all bust teams. Who do you have as your quarterback? Who's your biggest quarterback bust of the week? I was so low on this guy and Nick, I'm going to call you out because you, you praised this man before the year. We haven't talked about him much in between, but it's time to admit that Matthew Stafford is Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford. Oh, he looks bad. I almost busted him this week again. He looks bad. sucked so far this year. He is currently the QB 28 on the season. There's only one player, one quarterback he has outscored on the year that has played in all four games, and it's Justin Fields who hasn't thrown more than 22 times in a game so far. There is no way Matthew Stafford should be rosterable at this point. Averaging 11 points. I would debate that. Hold on. Let me read you his schedule rest of the season. Because this is like this might be the toughest schedule in all of football. Dallas this week. Carolina, not a bad matchup, but they have actually been very good against quarterbacks. San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Arizona, startable player. But if he's off another bunch of bad games, not good. At New Orleans, in Arrowhead. Host Seattle, good matchup. Host Vegas, good matchup. Playoffs in Lambeau, hosting Denver, and then at the Chargers. It is one of the toughest and most brutal schedules in all of football. There are other better plays week to week. I cannot see me trusting him at all anymore if he's on your team. That's fair. That's fair. I really wanted to – oh, I did. I am busting Kyler. I forget who I busted. Uh, Listen, I'm just going to say outright – all the Cardinals are busts for me. I had to pick which one I wanted to bust, um, and I chose Kyler. 
The Eagles have allowed the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks through the first four weeks. Three quarterbacks going against Philly have scored under nine points. The only one to go over was Jared Goff at 15 in week one. Week one's an anomaly. I don't count it half the time. On top of that, the Cardinals have trailed in every single game they've played, including the one against the Carolina Panthers last week. And the thing is, they trailed against the Panthers. They trailed against the Raiders. And I forget who they faced week one, but they, they trailed against bad teams. The Philadelphia Eagles are not a bad team. They're going to step on their neck. If the Cardinals go down 10, they're going to lose by 30. They are going to get their necks stepped on. And I don't see Kyler stepping up in this matchup. So if you have another option, um, I know Kyler's a great garbage time king, but I don't know if the Eagles even allow the garbage time nonsense in this one. They have elite corners. They have an awesome front seven. Uh, I think Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler get punked in this one. I'll be honest. I was going to bust Kyler as well. So you had him and did Stafford, but there's one thing I saw that was a stat about Kyler and the Cardinals, which makes me a little bit more interested in what they do. They uh, are two plays away from this game being a four and oh, or a four and oh versus four and oh matchup. Like it came down to last plays of the game. So the Cardinals are hanging, but against the Rams, I, I thought the Rams game. beat them by like 10 points. I saw something where it was like a turnover that would have made it like the, they would have get the win. And then the, the Rams would have to go downfield. Like, yeah, I guess way, so. I, it was I don't like know. Two I, big plays. Uh, that messed up, like, yeah, I guess so. Good. But they're not hanging with the Eagles. Like. No, no. Who's your first wide receiver? Well, I actually, we did running backs in the boom. So we should do running backs here. Uh, who's your first running back uh, bust of the week? I'm going with Ezekiel Elliott. He is averaging under 10 fantasy points per game this year. And his best game of the year came against the giants where he scored a touchdown. And he's pretty much getting no, volume in the passing game he only has seven catches on the year seven targets on the year and this week he's going up against the brick wall of aaron donald bobby wagner ranked number one against the running back position it's going to be touchdown or bust um and he hasn't been productive enough he hasn't put up enough touchdowns for me to even put him in my starting lineup anymore uh do i regret drafting zeke no because i think he'll be better when Dak gets back would I still buy Zeke right now? Would I go out and trade for him? Probably not because he hasn't looked too good. Um, but I, I do think with Cooper Rush and this offense and this matchup, like it's it's not a Zeke week. I feel like Zeke's on the bust potential list every week, and I try to make him different. So I'm going to preface this. My two bust running backs are players who are still starting. They are temper expectations. Christian McCaffrey. Um, the 49ers are a very, very – uh, tough defense. You don't want to play running backs against them. They've only allowed one rusher to score over 15 points in four weeks, and that's Melvin Gordon, who needed a touchdown to do it. So that worries me. Um, the Panthers look like a really horrendous football team. And the thing is, Christian McCaffrey, he's the fifth best running back on the season. He hasn't looked bad. He's still averaging uh, 18 fantasy points um, on the year. So he hasn't looked bad. I mean, his, his game log is 15, 16, 13, and 20, um, 25. The, the one game of 25 he did have the touchdown in. So I, I'm not saying McCaffrey's a bad play. I'm not saying that he's going to get you nine points. However, I don't think you're getting the points that you paid for by picking him number one or number two. To me, if you're picking a guy number one or, or number two, you're expecting what Cooper Cup is doing and getting you 20 plus. I think McCaffrey's under 15 this week, and that's my bust, is that he's under 15. Uh, Baker looks bad. Um, like, this is a game that I, I feel like the 49ers should win by 10 or 15. And who knows if they do, but this does not look like a good game for um, the Panthers at all. And I almost busted DJ Moore as well, but I, I went with McCaffrey to go with a folder take. So there you go. Who's your second running back that you're putting on the bus team? I'm going with J.K. Dobbins. I think a lot of people are starting to call him like a surefire starter, like RB2 rest of the season. I did not see that last week. He he only had 13 carries. He had two touchdowns, which really made his week. Like They, they made him put up phenomenal stats. Um, but that's not going to happen more often than not. On top of that, he had four targets from Lamar. Like Lamar does not pass to the running back position. Lamar the passing to the running back position is for guys like Brady and Rogers who don't want to run out of the pocket, who don't want to like, they, they don't want that style of play. They check down to the running back. It's safer than getting hit. Like, and Lamar is more than willing to take off run the ball himself. It's, it's an outlier game. I think for JK Dobbins, I think a lot of people are going to trust him when they're going up against the Bengals who haven't had a good defense, but surprisingly they're top 10 against running backs so far this year. So 
I think there's better plays than Dobbins. I do think he's going to be a week-to-week streamer based on matchup, and I'm, I'm not ready to call him the surefire starter that I think a lot of people expect him to be. So same thing like McCaffrey. I am putting Najee Harris on my bust list. It doesn't, doesn't mean you bench him. Again, you drafted him in your first or second round. You're probably expecting 15-plus. I don't think you're getting 15. His highest on the year is 13.9. I will tell you this. His rushing yards have gone up in every single game, which is great. He has one rushing touchdown. Um, the receptions are bad. Like he's only averaging like two receptions a game. That's not what we expected from a guy who was, like I think, top five in receptions last year, definition of a PPR back. The Buffalo Bills defense is great, you know, all around. But when it comes to the running back, um, they've only they've allowed the ninth least amount of points to fantasy running backs. Uh, it's going to be a rookie quarterback. Bill's going to be winning this game by twenty plus. Like he could, if Najee doesn't get the receptions when they're down, like he's not going to have a good game. So you still play him. I'm just saying, don't expect over fifteen fantasy points from Najee Harris this week. Who's your first wide receiver bust of the week? I'm also going with the Steeler here. I'm going with Deontay Johnson. I thought about it too, but I didn't want to put, I don't like putting two from one team. I kind of, if, yeah. if I don't like a team, like I'll just be honest with you guys. I'll I really don't like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like the Rams this week, not named Cooper cup. I don't like the Cardinals this week, any Cardinal really. Uh, I don't like the Steelers this week. And I don't like the Panthers. Like those are four guys, like four teams. I probably could have picked any position to, to put on the bus list. So Deontay Johnson last week with Ken when once Kenny Pickett to, took over, he literally saw the biggest drop in his workload in pretty much the history of Deontay Johnson's um, career of being the wide receiver one on a team. Instead, Kenny Pickett looked for two guys all game: George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth. He looked for the two young studs, the guy up the middle, and Pickens, who looks like one of the most talented young receivers in football. Um, I do think they are going to look to get Najee more involved. I agree with Nick. I don't see him booming. I do think it's temper expectations, but I do think you're going to watch the rookie run, the rookie quarterback check down to the running back a lot more. Um, and he's going to eventually start looking for a slot receiver. Like that's, that's the makeup typically of a rookie quarterback. It's check down to running back, look for the tight end, look for the slot receiver. And it appeared that he favored Pickens more than Deontay Johnson. So I'm not saying Deontay's done, but you know, this week in Buffalo, I, I think there's better plays. I, I don't want to bench Deontay because he's been a workload machine for too long where you have to bench him, but I don't love the matchup. Allen Robinson, the situation just sucks. It all sucks. Stafford looks bad when he's not targeting Cooper Cup. I don't think that's an Allen Robinson thing. McVay's play calling has been horrendous. The Rams look bad. Like it, It's all bad, and I don't think Allen Robinson can be trusted. He's facing... Um, the Cowboys who have allowed the ninth fewest points to wide receivers. Doesn't worry me about Cup because he's absolutely 100% quarterback. I mean, uh, defense poop at this point. Last week, uh, the highest scoring receiver against the Cowboys was Jahan Dotson, who had 13. The Bucks also were held in check week one. Um, Allen Robinson only has one game over 10 fantasy points. The rest of them, I think, are all under eight, and he's averaging only three receptions a game. This is bad, and he's not playable until you see more production. Who's your second wide receiver? I feel bad because you boom my quarterback. I, I bust your receiver. Like, I feel bad, but I, I'm not. Well, trusting. I, I, I almost did it. I came really close to it, but some of I, I'm still not tr- sold on DK Metcalf yet. Um, his last two weeks were incredibly good. Don't get me wrong. 22 targets, um, but he only came away with 12 catches. And this week, who does he get? Marshawn Lattimore. And who DK Metcalf's closest profile in the NFL is Mike Evans. Like DK Metcalf pretty much is like a, a like 80 to 90% of what Mike Evans is. And he's Lattimore a faster has, Mike Evans. He's a faster Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah. But not, not as good of a route runner. Like they, they're very similar profile receivers. They'll go deep, get you the big ball. Like that, that's the style of their play. And DK's profile of Mike Evans has typically been shut down by Marshawn Lattimore. On top of that, his two monster games where he saw 22 targets came against the Atlanta Falcons and at the Detroit Lions. His two worst games of the year, his two games where he was sub 10 at San Francisco, who's phenomenal, uh, hosting Denver, who has a phenomenal defense, and now at New Orleans, who has closer defense to those two than to Atlanta and Detroit. So, I, I would actually look to bench DK Metcalf this week. I do think there are 
um, other deeper plays that you can get away with. Um, and I don't think DK Metcalf poses the safe floor of the target workload like Deontay Johnson did with Ben Roethlisberger. I do think it's a much lower floor situation for him. Drake London had a really good matchup last week against the Browns, and he crapped out a Brown with 3.7 fantasy points. He did have seven targets. I, I will give him that. The target share was great. But the Falcons ran and ran and ran and ran and ran. And I think that's all the Falcons want to do is run. I don't think you could trust Marcus Mariota. I think they just want to run the ball. Now they're going up, going up against the Bucs in a nightmare matchup. Why would the Bucs let anybody else catch the ball besides Drake London? Kyle Pitts isn't going to play. Like If you just double Drake London, who is Mariota throwing to if he's going to throw at all? This is a nightmare. The Bucks defense is the 10th best defense against the pass when it comes to those fantasy wide receivers. London's points have been decreasing week by week. It seems like this is a bad, bad matchup on all accounts. Um, receivers so deep, I feel like there has to be a better option for you than Drake London this week. If you have to play him, you have to play him, but I just feel like there's going to be better options out there. Who is your first flex play? Uh, well, flex not play for your bus team, I should say. Uh, Nick and I both don't like this team this week, and I got the running back here. I'm going with James Conner. He has not looked good this year. He's averaging 11 fantasy points per game. Um, but more shockingly, he has not had – well, not really shocking because this is very predictable for Conner's style. He only has 50 – his most rushing yards in a game is 55. Um, last year, it was touchdowns that were putting up the fantasy production. I think he had 20 or very close. It was to like it. 19 or something. It was a lot. It was really yeah, a I, I touchdown. Think Eckler was year. one and Connor was two for at the running back position. Yeah, um, and Taylor was up last there year. Um, and this year, he only has one in week one. And besides that, his last three games, he's only averaging 8.1 yards per game or um, fantasy points per game. And he's definitely not been good enough to run against Philly this week. Um, Seattle next week. That'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a James Conner day. Oh, that, that, that'll be, that's going to be a boom week for all the Cardinals. Oh yeah. They'll be on our boom teams, but this week against Philly, I would also look, I would look to bench him this week and it's tough because you probably drafted him second, third round, but it's not a good matchup. It's a terrible matchup. I have the running back. What one or two on the week last week, somewhere like that. Uh, Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams had a great game last week. He's going to get the volume again this week but he's facing the Patriots. Patriots are the fourth best team against the run. That's bad for your fantasy running backs. It would be great if Amon Ross St. Brown was playing, but, or DeAndre Swift, but now your top two targets are taken away. So if you're Bill Belichick, why don't you take away the best option and make Jared Goff beat you? Because you know what Bill Belichick knows? Jared Goff cannot beat him. Uh, go back to the Super Bowl in 2017 or whatever it was when he had like Todd Gurley and, you know, Todd Gurley had a great year that year, and Bill Belichick, you know, shut him down. So Jamal Williams is going to get shut down, in my opinion. This is a bad matchup. We picked him off of waivers. Um, he had a one-week wonder, and that was great. But DeAndre Swift will be back after the bye. Um, honestly, if you're listening to the show on Friday, try to trade Jamal Williams. I would get him off your lineup right now. Who's your second flex? I got Robert Woods here. His last two weeks. Oh, but he has a good matchup. I know he does, but his last and his last two weeks were very solid. He's aver he was averaging a little bit more than uh, twelve points in each in the in the two games, but he hasn't exceeded more than four catches so far this year. And it profiles very similarly to what he did in the Rams with Cooper Cup. Um, remember, like we all expected Robert Woods to have this massive breakout. We all expected Robert Woods to be Cooper Cup, um, but he wasn't seeing the volume. He was only seeing four catches, five catches per game. And granted, most of them were deep downfield. Ryan Tannehill cannot push the ball deep downfield like Matthew Stafford could. Uh, and his ceiling is so low because of it. It's low because he's not getting enough workload. It's low because he's not getting enough catches. And I know he has a favorable matchup, but so does Derrick Henry. And they're going to go give that ball to Derrick Henry as much as they can, like they always do. It's not going to be a Robert Woods game. I wouldn't fall into the bait. I know I know it's a great matchup, and I know it's a great situation, and I know he just came off two solid games, but I'm not sold on Robert Woods yet. I need to see more than max four catches in a game for you to break my starting lineup. So I did get an injury update. Rashad Penny did practice today Thursday, but he should not be in your lineups. Uh, Rashad Penny is facing 
Uh, the New Orleans Saints, who were the fifth best team against the run. I think they were number one or two last year, so the defense is still great. Rashad Penny is a little banged up because of this shoulder injury. And on top of that, he only has one game over eight points on the season. Uh, that was against those Detroit Lions, who have the worst defense in the NFL right now. So there's no reason why you should play Rashad Penny at this point. Um, it, it's a very bad matchup. I don't care how much Pete wants to run the ball. It's a bad matchup. Who's your tight end bust of the week? I hate busting this guy because I love him so much. I love his him as a player. I love the way he plays football. I love him off the field. But he hasn't been good for fantasy. It's George Kittle. He's a blocking tight end at this point. The Is offense... he, though, or was it just because they were facing Aaron Donald in his first game back last week? Well, the two games that he has played, he is only averaging five points per game between the two. Uh, he only has six catches on the year. And I know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to look to him more, but right now they're being he's being used as a blocker. They have some dinged up offensive tackles, and Kittle's a phenomenal blocker. Like in a pure football sense, George Kittle is phenomenal for your team. He's phenomenal for Kyle Shanahan's system. But right now they're not using him like the dominant athletic freak tight end that he's used to being. They're using him to block edge rushers. So I think he'll be better down the line. But I'm just I'm even against Carolina in a really good matchup. You have you have to play him, but I don't know if there's much of a ceiling. I could see him re- busting really bad, like he has these past two weeks, and him being the perfect trade for candidate because he'll have three games of someone playing him. He'll have five points each of those, and they'll annoy the hell out of him. Um, so it could be a very good trade for, but right now, it's it's not pretty the situation over there. All right. I have Dalton Schultz and this one hurts because I was really in on Dalton Schultz and he looked really good week one. I think he had like 12 or 13 fantasy points Then he gets hurt week two comes back last week and a goose egg. Like he played the whole game. He was open in the end zone. I saw it and a goose egg. Now he faces these Los Angeles uh, Rams who are the best team against the tight ends. This is a problem. I do like playing the Cowboys against the Rams. I like CD. He's on my boom team. But when it comes to Schultz, this is one where you probably picked up a backup tight end like I did, like Gerald Everett, who's playing better than him. So I would leave Schultz on the bench unless you really have to play him. But this should be a better tight end that you've picked up. I'm benching him in two leagues as well. Yeah, I would have busted him if it wasn't uh, on your list. Um, yeah, but before we go into this next segment, I do. I just want to note last week we did not coordinate our teams, and we we had a couple of the same, and it backfired. We had seven players across yeah. the teams that were the yeah. same. Yeah, but hey, we were right about the running backs. So we were listen. we were absolutely right yeah. on the running backs. So anyway, going on the flex on them. This is one of my favorite segments that we do on a weekly basis. We give you one player from each team, so basically a Seahawk versus a Saint, and we tell you which player we'd rather play in our flex these are basically for the most part all flex players um so hopefully we do talk about some guys on your teams and help you out with some lineup decisions so the morning game 9 30 a.m giants and packers in london right after the primetime fantasy football football podcast live stream at 8 30 probably during <laughs> a little bit any giants wide receiver or romeo dobbs i almost did bust dobbs on the week but i'd still I almost play did too. any of those options so would I. Um, the Giants don't have a flex play. They're one of those like five teams that really don't have a good player for this. They season. would if they were, if any of them were healthy. Yeah, true. DK Metcalf or Chris Olave? I'll go with Chris Olave here. I'll go with Olave as well. Deontay Johnson or Gabriel Davis? Oh, I don't like Nick's an anti-Gabriel Davis guy. I put him Dude. on my old boom team twice and he's let me down twice. Yeah, I'm going to go Gabriel Davis. He practiced in full on Wednesday. He wasn't on the injury report Thursday. If he's healthy, um, Dawson Knox isn't playing either, and Isaiah McKenzie's coming off the concussion. Um, this has to be a Gabriel Davis game, I hope, I think. If they were both on my team and I genuinely have to play one, I would take Deontay Johnson because I do think that there is a certain workload he's going to get, even though I don't think he has the ceiling that Gabe Davis does. Joshua Palmer, assuming that Keenan Allen sits, we're assuming that, or Amari Cooper? Amari Cooper. I'll go with Amari Cooper, but I think Joshua Palmer is a good play. I know he put up a stinker last week. I told a lot of you guys to play him. I think it was an Eckler oh, week. Yeah. I think this week could be a, a Joshua Palmer week. Um, yeah. In every game without Keenan Allen in his career, he's had double-digit fantasy points besides last week. So, um, David Montgomery and or Justin Herbert or Adam Thielen? Um... I, I wish I knew who's starting in Chicago. It's really, really messing me up today. 
Um, if Monty's healthy, I'd play Thielen. If Monty's out, I'd play Herbert. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'll actually agree with that. Jamal Williams or Damian Harris? Jamal Williams, easy. No, Damian Harris. Those Lions just gave up 200 yards to Rashad Penny or whatever the ridiculous And it's going to go to Ramondre Stevenson. It's not going to Damian Harris. So would you play Ramondre Stevenson over Jamal Williams? Uh, I, I don't want to, but I'd have to. I, th- I think Harris gets a better game. Raheem Mostert or Brees Hall? Easy Brees Hall. Slap yeah, that. Come I'm on. Play, I'm playing Brees Hall. Top Drake, 15 running back on the year. Drake London or Chris Godwin? Godwin to the moon. Godwin as well. Robert Woods or Curtis Samuel? If Curtis he plays, he's, he's a little illed up at the moment. Um, I'll play Curtis Samuel as well. Damian Pierce or James Robinson? I love this question by you. This is a good one. I, I think they both have good matchups. I think they're both very playable. I think they both should be played, actually. Yeah. I'll go James Robinson, better matchup, but I think I think they're both playable. Damian Pierce was the only running back in his uh, on his roster last week to get a touch. Um, I'm going to go with Pierce this week. Right. But, like I agree with Nick. Both are great plays. Brandon Ayuk or DJ Moore? Ayuk hasn't even had a good season, but this is where we're at with DJ Moore. I would play every 49er over DJ Moore. Not not every, but when I say every, I mean Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and Jeff Wilson. The fantasy-relevant guys, I would play all of them over DJ Moore. It's a bad matchup. It is a bad matchup. I, I'm going to uh, – I hate both these guys. It's a bad matchup. It's a bad matchup. I'll go with Ayuk. I'll go with Ayuk. Tony Pollard or Cam Akers? Ugh. I'm going with Cam Akers because I don't want any part of Aaron Donald. Even if even if Pollard's catching the ball, I just I don't like going against Aaron Donald. I hate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna shockingly go with Tony Pollard here. All right. I think they're gonna need the breakaway speed. The breakaway Tony speed. Pollard. All right. Uh Miles Sanders or James Connor. I love this question for Nick because Nick's an anti-Miles Sanders guy. And and you you didn't know I've been I was converted. I, I I've been converted to Miles Sanders. I'm not converted. I'll never be converted. It's like Cordell Patterson. I don't care if he averages thirty points per game. I'm never gonna get behind it. I'm converted. I'll take Miles Sanders and never want to talk about it again. I'll take Miles Sanders, who's the running back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine on the year. And you know what, Nick? I would take Miles Sanders over Clyde Edwards the rest of the year. You're on crack. Nope, I would do it. You want to put a bet on that? I mean, do, do we have a list of our bets on this podcast? Because I don't. I know. I, like two, I know. I know both of them. You gotta text me them. We gotta keep keep this up. Uh, should we I'll, update I'll, the chat on the bets? Yeah, we should. We should. All right. I'll let you know. Um, Sunday Night Football. I did have T Higgins against Rashad Bateman here, but Bateman's not gonna play. I don't see another flex. I mean, Dobbins. Sure. I mean, I'll just be honest here. I, I would play every Bengal over every Raven. Except for Mark Andrews, I yeah. mean, I play, I play by every, I mean Chase, Mixon, and Higgins. Every I'll, skill position. Yeah, I'd play those three over Dobbins and every receiver. Um, yeah. And Mark Andrews looks great, but um, I don't have a good answer for this one. This is a, I don't have a good question for this one. There's no, the, the Bengals are so top heavy; they don't really have a flex guy, and the Ravens are kind of mid, but they also just have Dobbins. So I'd go with Higgins as well. All right. Anyway. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show and you're listening on an audio streaming platform like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give us a five-star rating and a review. If you're watching the show on YouTube, please drop a like on this video. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the little bell so you get notifications for the Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Remember, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time this Sunday. Don't miss it. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. YouTube and Facebook is Primetime Fantasy Podcast. Or Twitter is Primetime FFPod. Make sure to join. Ask all those fantasy questions. Start sits. Fix your lineup trades anything we'll answer them 8 30 a.m to about 9 30 maybe a little bit after if you guys are still active in the chat uh, make sure you share that link tell your friends to watch and we'd love to have more people join it to help more of you out with uh with your fantasy teams aside from that best of luck this weekend best of luck in week five enjoy some football and let's help you win some games sunday 8 30 a.m hope to see you there